welcome to the Daft Souls podcast. I think it's episode number 32, and I'm joined today by Mr. Gavin Murphy. 32 is fuck all. I know, right? <laughs> We've barely even started. That's not that's barely one a, one a day if you were doing it for a whole month. <laughs> I know, but I'm not doing one a month. I'm not even doing one a week sometimes. And I'm also joined uh, by Mr. Jim Trinker. All right. How are you doing? With Gav once again. Yeah. I know, I mean, actually. It's, it's deja vu. I is think that, it was like... Is, that deli- is he the only one that will come on with me? I think so, yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's like generally, anytime I look at the Hangout and I go, N- nothing to do with the other guests who come on, obviously, but I mean, two of them, I go, I'm on another podcast with, so I'm yeah. not always in a rush to be on with them. I am, I love them. But... Anytime it's just like, oh, I got gym next. He's like, fucking, I love that. <laughs> yeah, there, there are certain like criteria which just go like hotcakes. Yeah, Jim appearing on the podcast is something that people are like, oh, no, oh, I missed it, I yeah. missed it. And the other one, the rare occasions when my mum happens to be staying, which means you get dinner. Yeah, and I think last time that happened, everyone who was on the podcast was like, I think it was uh, it was Quinns and um, Joe, and they're yeah. both like, oh. When's your mum coming again? Yeah. <laughs> Book us in for the podcast again in advance, sort of thing. Yeah, I'd like to do one with Chris Bratt. I've never done one with him. I'd like to do that. But I also think maybe we should do like one like Royal Rumble style one where like we have like three and then if you want to say something, you have to batter the other one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> to get on it. Wow. I mean, you're, you're basically following on from the last time we had this combination on oh, the podcast yeah, when shit. you tried to organise a giant fight with a- Gamergate a- and none of them fucking stepped up. A- so, less than like, leads back to violence. Less than yeah. two minutes in and you're already... <laughs> Trying to we incite the violence. <laughs> um, talking about inciting violence, actually, yes. I'll briefly say because I spent bloody ages talking um, last podcast about Dying Light with Steve mm. and about how I really like Dying Light, etc. Although I'm pretty sure I caveated that it's good, but wait till it's available in retail because fifty pounds for a for a game mad. is madness. If yeah. I didn't explicitly say that, then I apologise because I've had mm. since had a few people since who said, "Oh, I bought it already." It's like, well, you're mad then. Because don't do that. But what I will say is... And a lot of over 50 quid in fairness. Well, you do, but that's the thing. And the thing is, I'd just like to follow that up really briefly and say, I like it a lot. And all the things I said last week were very true. Yeah. And don't change. And you're going to refund anyone who's bought it the 10 quid difference between when it comes out in the shops. That's, no, gonna, that's so kind I'm of I'm going to fight anyone <laughs> who bought it. Um, no, I just, I just say that basically, yeah, everything I said was true. But I've since realised that oh my God, the story is just awful and there's so much of it and it doesn't end and it's just lots of men shouting at each other and it's just incredibly tiresome and it's got way, way too many NPC side quest things and I don't know. I really still like it. I love yeah. the systems. I love going around the world. But if you're the sort of person who gets a bit turned off by the by just having like a really bloated, cliched yeah. story and bad characters, then <laughs> maybe... Not. Then I like you. Well done. Then I like you and I won't fight you. I mean, it's hard though because it, it, I saw a bunch of people tweet and I saw like uh, the BitSocket guys definitely tweet this and I think possibly been resistant where it was like, it's the kind of game, and then like, people know, you know what kind of game you are. You know you're going to play that game for 20 hours, 25 hours, and then you're going to go... I'm going to swap this for something, something else now. But I've seen everything this game has yeah. to hold. As soon as you get like that top level, that's it. Well, the thing was, I was really enjoying it, right? And what mm. I really enjoyed was just going around the map, gradually, like Assassin's Creeding it, basically, yeah, yeah, of being yeah. like, oh, haven't got that outpost. But once I'd done all of the safe houses, once I'd done... And I love the process of getting a safe house. Go in, clear out yeah. the zombies, sh- lock it down so more zombies can't get in, yeah, switch yeah. the power back on. It's like Far Cry. Like It's really, really good mm. with like, the outposts and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like, but yeah. it's like, I love that it's thematically really works this mm. idea of being like this is a safe place now I made it safe it makes sense in the sort of world of yeah, the and yeah, yeah it means that you actually get really excited when you're like at night and you're being chased by a bunch of scary fucking things yeah. and you think you're going to die and then you realise that you're really close to a safe house and mm. you get in and you're like 
you I'm alive and I'm alive because yeah. I did this. I made this safe. But the problem is, once I'd unlocked all of those things after about sort of eight or nine hours, yeah. it was just mm. like, well, what do I do now? And I thought, oh, well, there is there is another area in the game. Mm. Like, there is going to be a bigger bit because I'd seen videos on the internet. Yeah. And so I thought, well, I'll go and get the other area. But then I just started concentrating on the story and the story missions. Yeah. And it's just fucking awful. Yeah. It's just one of these things where I'm beginning to wonder, and actually the video I'm just sort of like very almost finished making about it, it's something I kind of wonder if it's now just a horrible symptom of AAA games that... Because the thing is, like, stories in games and characters in games have never been good. And mm. they, don't, they don't need to be good for you to enjoy games. If they did, uh, then we would No, I up. don't know. Like, the games that I enjoy are games with stories and stuff. Like, with Far Cry, I don't do any of the side stuff. I'd, like, far, I'd like go all the way through the story because I want to do the story. Unfortunately, the stories are shit. But, well, yeah. like, they are amazing stories in games, and that's why I play games, definitely. Yeah, but, I mean, they haven't... It wasn't, like, at the start, people... Now you do get no, games course, with good yeah, stories, yeah, yeah. but it's not essential that you have yeah. a good story. But the problem is now it just sort of feels like with a lot of AAA games that they just feel the need to have this really big, long story. Okay. And I just don't want it. And it's just really weird how I look at it and, like, you know, everyone slagged off Destiny, but at the same time, Destiny didn't really have a story. I couldn't tell you what the storyline Destiny But is. the thing is, it was a good enough game. Yeah. That you don't need a story. No, that's fair enough. You just go, doesn't matter. And the thing about Dying Light is it's a good enough game, pretty much, that it didn't really need a story. It could have just had a much looser, you, lighter thing. Yeah, but then you did say that you got bored of doing everything, so you needed something else, and you thought you'd do the story. Was it that, well, was no, it no. that you got bored, or was it that you thought you wanted to do something else? I wanted more map. I wanted okay, more right, stuff. Yeah. I'd seen the whole world. Yeah. I'd been around it a few times, and I was like... So you had to do it. Okay, fine. I was like, I have to... If I want to keep doing this, I have to keep doing it. Mm. Um, and yeah, I just... Yeah, and also I really like the way that in the early bits of the story, it's all very like zombie things and being mm. like, yeah, you've got to go here and get this these supplies. You've got to go here and switch the power back on. Yeah, and then like as it goes on, it just does this. It falls into that traditional rut of video games thing of being like, well, at one point I just found myself in a fucking underground car park shooting men with a, like an assault rifle. And I'm just like, what is this? Yeah. Like this isn't the game I want to play. Like why yeah. are you making me do all this stuff? So it's not terrible, yeah. but it just it falls into the trap of just doing the. Like, look, it's a triple A game. Yeah. Mm. You you do a bit where you, you got guns, you do a bit where you go and save the lady, and it's like you didn't <laughs> yeah. need to do this. Like you you'd made a really good survival horror yeah. third person action game. And I don't know, I just find it weird that like, you've got this contrast between something something like this and something like Far Cry, which just feels the need. Like Far Cry three I got fucking fed up with because of the story. I was like, oh, I hated not... every single character in Far Cry yeah. three, I think. Yeah. Just, it's just like a giant douche canoe sent out to sea <laughs> and fire. Yeah. Um but yeah, like then you look at stuff like DayZ, right? Which just doesn't yeah. have any yeah. story. I just think it's interesting at the moment. You look at like a lot of really successful games at the moment where they just create good worlds and good systems and let you kind of play in them. Yeah. And then like with a loose framework. Well, it reminded me, like what you were just saying then, it reminded me of like GTA V because the first time, I, when I played GTA V for the first time, it was like, okay, this is normal GTA V. And then you got to the first heist and I was like, this is fucking incredible. And mm. I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, when I was doing that first heist, it felt like I was like, okay, yeah, how would I do this heist? Like, okay, I'm going to spend this amount of money, but I'm only going to get this amount back. And you start doing that, but then you realize there's not that many of them in the game at all. And you do a heist and then you go like, you yeah. You the next one. Now you've got about 15 hours of just GTA. Yeah. Like, I was like, <laughs> no, I just won the heist. Yeah. Which I'm really looking forward to the online heist coming in. Um, like, yeah. I've actually been playing a lot of GTA online just so I can get my character up to that level. Um, and I think when they introduce that... Well, you have to level up to be able to do all it all. you got to be a certain level to be able to do the heist, yeah. Oh, fuck off. But also, <laughs> one of the, one of the like, there's a lot of, like... 
cool but also shit stuff going on in that as well where it's like so say like we're in uh, we're in a gang or whatever the crew or whatever it is whatever the fuck they call it I don't know um, a posse we're in the NWA right yeah <laughs> and uh, so like Jim has got he's got he's the highest level he has to front up all the cash straight out of comps Jim yeah so he has to he has to front up all the cash for to be able to do the heist and then he decides where it gets divvied up to then at the end when we do it successfully or unsuccessfully um there's a lot of really like amazing systems going on in that where you have to have a lot of trust with the people you're going in to do the heist with oh surely that means you've just got to play it with friends otherwise you'll get some eight-year-old kid who says i'm keeping all the money bye yeah. and then logs off and I you guess just go so, yeah <laughs> what um, the fuck man but then i guess no one's ever gonna play a heist with you again i suppose i don't know because yeah. the problem is in like that doesn't really make sense because in real life if you were doing a real heist mm. and somebody ran off with all the money you'd find out where they were and you'd kill them. Maybe you can. Yeah. Maybe they introduced that as well. People but do that. It happens the all moment. the time. You think like Reservoir Dogs. They didn't know each other in Reservoir Dogs. They're like, that was the point of it. Yeah, they, but how they were did all that anonymous. End? How did that end up, Reservoir Dogs? All right, wasn't it? What <laughs> <laughs> I mean is there's, there's generally consequences you know <laughs> like that you brought that up as an example nah, dogs. <laughs> no but like oh oh I'm pretty sure in Reservoir Dogs like one of the first things that happen is somebody gets their ear cut off but, that's um, not one of the first things uh, no they have they have dinner and they talk about Madonna right Matt I'm struggling oh, to control you're knocking over the sound foliage <laughs> stuff right just move forward a bit are you annoyed with that because now you have to actually edit this no, it's fine. I'm not going to edit. I'm not going to edit. Let's <laughs> just get lots of sounds of me. I've moved closer, but you've moved it closer to me now. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be close. It's because that environment is it's it's getting gra- gradually causier. It's yeah, like like it's podcast. Good. It is. It is. Yeah. We'll all be on each other's laps in about <laughs> 10 minutes. Mm. Oh, but I know what you mean. Heist sound good. But I think it's a funny thing of like... Yeah. And I think actually one of the things that GTA has always done best is just, you know... Uh, GTA 5 especially it's like yeah you've got all this story stuff but that's not everyone's cup of tea no. so right from the start well they're all just... awful like in the story mode like it's yeah. not even fun playing the story mode for most of them no that's the thing is a lot of the missions are just bloody tedious mm. like just driving around from place A to B yeah as you see if I still had that shit where you would get a phone call when you were doing something else like, yeah except, instead of like you know I want to go play tennis or whatever yeah. <laughs> it was uh, it was your wife wanting to get bailed out of uh, she'd been arrested uh, yeah. by more First time through the game, I, I, I went, oh, right, okay, here we go. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll drive to the shop and whatever. Yeah. And this time I just fucking dinged it. And uh, and now I just get a text from her every now and then. You all right? Me, well, you have to. You know, <laughs> text, just like, yeah, you're paying the legal fees. I'm like, I don't yeah. care. This I, have always, I have always felt like they, <laughs> the GTA games have had a bit of a misunderstanding of why people like their games. Definitely. Um, mm. They always, like, it started with 4 when they just went really heavy with this narrative story. And then wasn't it something like ridiculous? Like, I can't remember the exact stats, so I wouldn't say it, but there was like mm. a really small amount of people who played GTA 4 finished it. Like, okay. really small. Um, and I was one of those people. I never yeah, finished it. I never it finished fucking it. went on forever. But I always felt that the, I've never been one of these people. But I always felt like the people who love GTA, who get really into it, yeah. they just like to get in a car and they don't care who the man in the car is, who the, who the man they're walking around is. Mm-hmm. They're the man who just goes around shooting at stuff and driving cars and doing jumps. And I think a lot of people, it's just yeah, a playground. No, I don't know. With Vice City, though, I cared about uh, like everything that was going on because I was part of that world. I could just go. Do you know what? I'm I'm him for right now. I'm going to play that character. And I, that was fun. Whereas, like, I think with GTA V, everyone's a cunt, basically. 
Mm. Like, I don't like any of them. And I don't like Michael. And I hate his family. Like, Franklin is just a dick most of the time. And Trevor, you can't, you're really not allowed to like. <laughs> <laughs> you're like Otherwise, like, Twitter will go I, fucking I, mad. I can't, remember, I can't remember who said it, but somebody said that Trevor was like the G, the one character in GTA Five that's like, he knows he's in a video game. And acts like he's in a video game. Like yeah. Deadpool, but yeah, in yeah. GTA, it's yeah. It's like almost as if Trevor is meant to be the dickhead that just goes around shooting things yeah. instead of doing the story. I think, mission. actually, I've heard a few quite people... quite like that idea. Yeah, yeah I, I like that idea of him being the one that you switch to when you just want to mess stuff up. Yeah. When you do want to go around and just cause yeah. hell. Well, I think that's like when I was playing GTA, like a lot of the time, he, yeah, he's fu- he's funny. Like every time you switch to him, he's doing something mad. Like you switch to him and he's in a lady's dress passed out on a beach you switch him he's no pants on like taking peyote in yeah, the middle of the thing he's like, sick off a bridge or something exactly yeah and he's always doing these like funny things but then is he also does a lot of like really reprehensible stuff and he's like if you it's like well you can't then go oh well I empathise most and I really like Trevor the most if you go you're a fucking madman then aren't you he's like alright well <laughs> no, uh, Michael then I guess <laughs> I think it's legit I think, I think you can say that you Trevor's your favourite GTA yeah. 5 character and most people would be like yeah actually that thing is odd isn't it like, Michael's I, a cunt yeah <laughs> but I think like it's odd that I I, I ploughed so much time into that game mm-hmm. where I fucking hate every single character and like I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. the person who just said no story is important to me I can't do it anymore this is the thing yeah. I'm realising I'm just I don't like playing his character the thing about it with, with Dying Light I don't mind the main character I think he's just boring yeah. boring as, as source he's just a man a, not a phrase he's just a, a bloke <laughs> nondescript man although right, I had this exact same rant in the video right yeah. but I don't understand how how many games are there right where Somebody is working for like a top secret, high level government agency. Yeah. And then as soon as they're out in the field being told what to do, they start going, What? I'm not doing that. That's bad. It's like, yeah. What's the hiring process? Because <laughs> like, I know in real life, there are enough people out there who, if you pay them enough money, they will do anything and they will not ask questions. Surely yeah. you just hire those people. You'd hire someone being like, Part of the interview process would be going, what, what, how would you react if we asked you to do something which you thought was unethical or immoral? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. hire people who just say, that's not my issue, that's not what yeah. I paid for. Like, and you go, you've got the job, brilliant. Like, yeah, but not necessarily all the people that you want doing that job are actually good at that job, though. That's the thing. Like, and you, you do get, you get, you know, things where people, you're in an interview and you go, okay, so what's this job about? And you go, oh, this job is about this thing. You get the job, you go into the job and you go, Actually, no, the yeah, job is you... very different to what I thought I was taking. That happens all the time. It's, it's true. This guy's happening. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it happens too much in video games. But like it happens video, all yeah. the time in video games, and it's yeah. just the fact right from the start that your bosses and the man are clearly just such nasty people. Yeah. It's like, how did this... I don't know, it's like, can you imagine if you hired a hitman, right? And then yeah. they just call you like on the night, and just it's like, what are you doing? And it's like, oh, I don't know. I, I've been thinking about this, and I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I'm not sure I'm comfortable killing a person. Yeah. Which would be like, I thought you were a hitman. I mean, yeah. it's supposed to be... Wait, what? No, that's a fair enough point. Yeah, you have to be. I think you have to be honest in the hiring process. I think that, that's that's the uh, conclusion we've come to here. I think so. I think I think you just don't lie in interviews. I think that's the, the moral of the story. Is sure, I, I think we should make, look. I've been thinking about like because you see all these people making games. You think it's fucking easy. Let's make a, let's let's make a game about like a really boring hiring process in like an office job. Like, and you have to. It's it's like basically La Noire, but good. 
<laughs> That's a series of things that you, I can and, get behind. And you have to like you have to like read people and you have to decide whether or not you to give you them the job them. or not. And then you give them the job and then it's just like six months later, oh Joan was a cunt. <laughs> it's all on you. Everyone hates you. You don't get invited to anyone's barbecues anymore. You're so <laughs> that sounds like recruitment, the game. Yeah. I'm accepting recruitment, you just get the money and then you're done. Doesn't matter if they can't do the job. Yeah. Anyway, uh Jim, what have you been playing? Uh, Life is Strange was the last thing I played. Um, okay. I've heard really mixed things about this. Yeah, very mixed, yeah. I mean, in contrast to what you guys were just talking about, it's all about story, isn't it? So mm. <laughs> yeah, and I, pl- I, d- I played a bit of Remember game. Me, and I didn't. I really didn't like the characterization and the story. Like mm. I know a lot of people did, but for me, I did just they? found that... Yeah, a lot of people really liked it, um, mm. but I found the tone of it, I just thought... I really enjoyed it. Like, I really enjoyed it for what it was and what it was trying to do. And I get it. Like, I understood yeah. it. Yeah. And, you know, I knew what it was trying to do. And it was succeeding yeah. for the most part. But all the things that it, it's kind of feeding from, all the things it's referencing and stuff yeah. like that, is all stuff that I think is shit <laughs> in any other context. Is this Life is Strange? Yeah. Life is Strange. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, because it's set, it's basically it's a episodic adventure thing, which is set in the 1990s, which is obviously a pretty horrible period. I don't think it's set in the 90s. For, is it not set in the 90s? No, no, no. It's not set in the 90s because they've got like flash drives and shit, and all the yeah. all the references are quite contemporary in terms of technology and things. Mm. Oh right, I thought that it was set in the 90s. Don't know where I got that from. I think you're thinking of Gone Home, maybe. Nah. But, uh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> or um, someone one of those shite games, probably. <laughs> Gavin, <laughs> <laughs> carry on. No, I really like Life is Strange. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it mm, right. So people keep making the comparison that it's a bit like indie movies. Actually, Brat was the first person yeah. I heard make this comparison. And I was like, well, I think it's because I can't yeah. wait for you to leave. Yeah, I think but, it's because it's, it's supported by like the Tribeca <laughs> Film Festival. Yeah, yeah, that's why. And so instantly, people talk about like Garden State. It was a fucking terrible. It's film awful. Yeah. By a cunt. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's the other one? Juno. It's a terrible film. Filicants. Um, no. Like, <laughs> I, I like I like both those films. I can't so. I can't deal with I can't deal with that show. Well, I like both those films in two thousand and four yeah. when you when you could put it on, when you could put it on yeah. get drunk and definitely have sex that night. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like so it's that kind of culture that it's I guess it, it, that that's its touchstones, right? But then on top of it, there's the whole supernatural element that the main character has the ability to rewind time. And that's the, that's the game bit, right? Mm. So it's all narrative, and it's all sort of basically telltale, but a lot more technically competent. Yeah. Um, and uh, But but the, the game comes in when you make a decision, and after, like, every every kind of fork in the road, and there's no... It's very, it's very cleverly set up, so there's no kind of obvious right or wrong choices, but at every fork in the road... You know the voiceover will will come on, and your character will be like, "I don't know, maybe I should have done, maybe I should have did this, or maybe I should have done that." I don't know what do you think, and yeah. you can you can either go back or you don't. Like it's up to you. But so the you know the first couple of times I got, I got oh god, she sounds like I've really fucked up there. I better go back and do it. But then the other choice was you know. You know, she would sound just as regretful. So, so it's very much like a Telltale game in that it doesn't really matter. What you do. <laughs> well, that, that's, well like, that's the thing that I think that annoys me about it is that 
in Telltale games, I think the best thing about it is you you doubt yourself. You come away from mm. it going, shit, I, I've made the wrong decision. Whereas this, you come away from it and she's like, mm, maybe I made the wrong decision, but maybe I didn't. And you're like, you're taking out what is what I think is good about yeah. Telltale games. It's like, I've made that decision, I've committed to it. Whereas this is like... Well, no, I like, I, I like it because it's the fundamental difference that does set it apart from Telltale. And, and, and like, you know when you fucked up in a Telltale game. Um, especially in something like I don't Game think you do though well yeah no it kind of telegraphs it usually that you know that there's unless, unless it's like the choice at the end of an episode where it's like who dies and you know there is no good but, no the, right but then choice. I always I always think I'm always because I always doubt myself anyway and I always yeah. think I have fucked up and then you look at the like percentages <laughs> which is a really cool thing that Telltale does you look yeah. at the percentages and then it's pretty much evil like, like you know. does that as well and I think like but, but by the end then you think okay well I, I was down myself all the way through, but I think if I was the other side, if I had picked the other one, I still would have been down on myself. And I think those animations and those voices and things that make me doubt myself would have still been in the other choice as well, because mm. that's just the nature of it, isn't it? Like, mm. I don't know. Like, I, I that yeah. I mean, that's I think it's a, it's an illusion. And yeah. I think that's the thing is what I like. What I like about Telltale Games is they keep managing to conjure up the exact same illusion over and over again if you yeah. kind of know that your choices don't make a difference and you yeah. know that everything will be pretty much the same regardless how you do it but it really makes you feel like you're yeah. you're to blame for things happening but they're not, they are though because there's characters that aren't in there anymore and well, they actually, react in different ways I've got to say like I haven't had a chance to play it yet but apparently mm. like um, episode 2 of the Game of Thrones right. thing still does that fucking awful visual thing that makes the background look like it's been dipped in jam Yeah. but yeah. anyway um, there was a bit in the first episode, right? And I won't spoil it, but there's a bit in the first episode which wasn't a major choice and it yeah. wasn't actually flagged up at the end screen of being like the percentages of people did stuff. There's a bit where you could do something and yeah. you could um, basically just... It gave you the option to just do something, which I didn't do because it, the idea of it scared the hell out of me and I was like, no, I'm not doing that, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Anyway, I, I was like, that's interesting, but I didn't really know what that what would lead from that. I was like, it didn't seem to be that anything yeah. would happen. And I get the impression that actually that doesn't happen in the first episode. In the second episode you get a chance, if you did do that, you get a chance to follow that on okay. from, with something else, which I think is interesting because it's something that hasn't really been done. All of the things so far, all the ones I've played anyway in the Telltale games, they've been quite self-enclosed in terms of like, if you do something in one episode, there might be an effect in the next episode in terms of like, Somebody being like, you know, mm. oh, Davey will remember that. Being like, yeah, yeah, last week you wouldn't let me You call me do a prick. <laughs> you call me a prick, you prick. Yeah. Um, but it's nice that they actually have done something a bit more like, ah, you did that, so now you can do this. Yeah. And I'm yeah. interested to see if they pick that up a bit more. But yeah. I think, I think uh, the people who make these games are, are wary of locking you out of... This is going to sound like such a wanky way of saying it, but kind of locking you out of content if you... If yeah. you made a certain choice so like if you if you make a choice that means in the episode after you don't get to go to a certain location that's yeah. dependent on what well, it feels did. like a, the problem is then they treat it as a waste of assets exactly yeah so I think I think it's I think they need to get out of thinking that yeah. way like, you know? yeah. oh definitely yeah because isn't it, there's a guy in the season one of Walking Dead and it's very early on and you decide whether or not the lady's going to die or the man's going to die the man is a dick he dies like every single yeah, time and then it's like no one kept him alive like <laughs> has that actor then got to record all his script yeah. for the entire thing and, and no one's fucking it's listening like, I remember it. finishing it and it was something like when I did it anyway yeah. it was like 9% of people who kept him alive yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's not many people yeah. Um, and I just felt bad because like the guy who did the voice acting for that probably tells his friends yeah I was in the Walking Dead game oh wow yeah. were you who were yeah, you yeah. that guy who's that yeah. you know the guy in the oh 
Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I had him killed. <laughs> I actually, like, I spoke to the guy the other day, um, Gary Witter. He wrote the script for the entire first uh, season. He's just written the first Star Wars spin-off as well. Yeah. So I spoke, yeah. to, I spoke to him about it, like, and uh, whether or not this was a thing when he was writing it. Like, were you writing anything? And it never was. He was like, no, I wrote you know, different people, and I wrote different, pe- and I had a story for every single person. I would write that story, and then mm. they would put that into the game, and how people decided to go with it. Was up to them, and I was like, "That's actually really cool." So you almost like when character per character written these, you know, dialogue trees and these like storylines for all of them, and just like it's up to you, lot. And I think that that what he said sounds more freeing than actually playing the game. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the thing about like creating content just for not worrying that everyone has to see it, or I think that's yeah. It's difficult for people to do that. I think the most famous example of that is probably uh, like the whole Witcher 2 thing, the whole fact that based on the decision you make about halfway through The Witcher 2, you then just have an entire chapter of the game, which is just different. If yeah. like, there's two chapters, like the third chapter or the fourth is like there's two different ones you can get. And that's insane. That's like a huge amount of stuff, yeah. which you're just not going to see. But that's kind of a commitment to it. But I remember, um, I think it was Bungie talking about one of the Halo games about how they had this one bit where it's like, been ages making this massive ship explode yeah. and crash in the sky and then they found that actually when people played it the majority of players weren't really looking in that direction yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like most people just didn't notice and they were like part of them was like what? why yeah. didn't you look at the thing yeah. we did <laughs> but I think it's kind of amazing that that was the way it was and I think now there's yeah. a tendency of being like and I guess it, it comes back to the same problem I kind of have with Dying Light it's just like why is there so much story here and it feels because they, they feel they need to give you enough content yeah. and it's like but also, it feels more professional. It feels more sumptuous as well. Like, have you ever done the fucking Harry Potter tour, the Harry Potter studio? Tour? I can't say I have. It's amazing. But I think we'll do that in me actually. Do it. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. good, right? Even if you're, if you, if you only have a passing interest in Harry Potter, it's interesting as fuck. Yeah. But like, yeah. there's those different It's like um, they have this big chair. And uh, like the the tour guide is like, oh, this chair uh, took this amount of time to make, and it's like it took this amount of people. I was like. That's more people than I work with, and they were like, "They were like, do you want to do you want to see how long it's in the film for?" And it's like, "Yeah, right." Yeah. This is like she presses play on a little thing, and it's fucking Dumbledore in front of a chair for about three seconds. She was like, "That's the only time you're seeing any of the Harry Potter films ever." Yeah, but and it's that, like that to me feels different because that feels to me more more endemic of the fact that the Hollywood industry has become an industry which is pretty much solely running now to prop up. Lots of post-production, lots of CGI <laughs> companies. It's like, can we put more CGI? Let's just keep doing it. Like, yeah. that's the thing. actually, that's a really about, yeah. You know, people talk about the magic of Hollywood, and the magic of Hollywood is fucking leathering loads of time and manpower into, into <laughs> things that don't matter. Well, it's just but. like they said as well. Like when you go on this thing, say so, you know every single box in uh, Ollivander's like um, one shot. Every single one of those boxes... Lost me. Ha- every, yeah, so the, the one shot where you go to get your yeah. wand, the one picks you. Yeah, yeah, every yeah. single one of those boxes has a wand in it, but you see about eight wands. And there's, there's fucking thousands of boxes of wands. That, it's like, that's, that's insane. That's just very... That's bad. It's like, that's no like, people are doing CGI stuff. Yeah, like that's like... I'm sorry, but that's bad. That's yeah. like, whoever did that... I'd have to have a word with them. But can you imagine like, that? Can you imagine <laughs> if you came over and said, how's it going? Yeah, sorry, boss, a bit behind schedule, but check this out. You know this scene? Yeah? Every single every single one of these boxes has a wand rendered inside of it. And you're like, 
but they're not going to be open. Yeah, I know, but it's cool, isn't it? Yeah, I'd like, like, in fairness, I'd like to think your bond, your boss was on top of that situation. Yeah, it was just like, just like, what are you up to? Are you making bonds for those boxes? I thought I was meant to be making bonds uh, for those boxes. Kevin, can I have a look at your timesheet, please? How long have you... You spent four days making these ones. <laughs> Kev, you're meant to be making tea. <laughs> oh, I don't know. But, um... But yeah. I, get, yeah. I, I, I get your point, though, where you like, you know, it's about... People think that they're going to make loads of content that's not going to be seen by people. Yeah, but I, I think yeah, it's 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 weird. I don't know what this is going to do, but because yeah. obviously there's only the first episode. So right, you've got the supernatural thing. You can turn yeah, back yeah, time, yeah. but it's just like, um, but it's not a thing in the game. It's not like she's. Oh no, it's yeah. a thing in the game. Yeah, oh. it is. It is part of the plot. Okay, but it's not like it's not the driving mystery, as far as I can. I mean, it it might well become that, but it's not the. She discovers she has this power early on in the episode, yeah. And there's a situation where she can basically save a life, or you know, and that's kind of that's where the game teaches you how to use the power, and and that's what kicks off the actual kind of plot. Is that a bird thing? Really, you what? Is that a bird? No, thing? no, that's okay, just right, that's yeah. just a side thing that happens. Because I hated that. <laughs> but there's like, but you can. So what I liked about it mm-hmm. is that it's not. Like a telltale game where this is a fucking decision and you have to make the decision and you make your call and then you have to live with it. That's really cool, but I, I like that this is different in that you're not so much kind of making uh, making calls and making those split-second decisions that have ramifications. You're sort of like trying to mould the timeline in you know to get the best possible result for everyone. So... And even though you're obviously going to fail, obviously things are going to fuck up, you kind of feel like, well, you know, I've got a million chances here to put it right, and you still won't, obviously, because yeah. that's obviously where they're going with it. But I, I, just li- I just like that idea that it's not about the split-second decision-making. It makes you agonise over it because the game is designed to give you an out. You know, you make, a, you make what, what looks like a bad call, but you can go and change it. But that also, you know... I like that. You're still second guessing that second decision. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, it, in in a way, it's not. It's not obviously. It's not more tense than Walking Dead or anything like that. But it's it's more. It makes you more anxious about what you're doing. I think maybe maybe there's, there's more thinking time. You know, you have got too much yeah. time. To, but it's interesting that you yeah. don't you don't seem you don't seem clear on where it's going or what it's doing because usually by the end of hmm. part one or something like that, you've got a pretty. I think that's something that Telltale have got increasingly good at doing, actually, is using the yeah. first episode as exposition. So you yeah. feel like this has been an interesting, cool instruction, but well, you kind of know what's, where it's going. The, the other part of the, of, the, of the thing is that her, her time travel power also keeps like, giving her flashbacks into the future. So you get... So it future backs. Up. Yeah. So <laughs> that didn't make any sense. Sorry. But, you know, it's, <laughs> it gives you the... Like, it, it basically... You know, something apocalyptic is going to happen, and you get the impression that this is about you yeah. either preventing it or causing it or or causing it. I reckon or you're going to cause it. That's just my. But so there is an end point, and there, you, you do see where all this is going, and it, and then you, you know there's obviously a journey there, and there's there's forks in the road along the way. I like it as a first episode. It sets up a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. And uh, it, it's it's just a really interesting take on that episodic choice based adventure game that I don't think we've really seen, like Dreamfall chapters. Yeah, like all the Telltale games since Walking that, Dead yeah. have been very similar, right? I mean, they, they've been I mean, yeah. I, as much as I've liked them, they've basically been the same thing. Mm-hmm. Dreamfall chapters felt 
I, I love the Dreamfall series, but chapters felt like this was Ragnar Tornquist yeah. doing a telltale with, with his baby. It was fine, I really enjoyed it, but it didn't really do... <laughs> that sounds like something you get in a Christmas cracker to do a charade. <laughs> got Ragnar... Is it Ragnar Tornquist doing a telltale with his baby? Yes! <laughs> uh, well, like Cluedo. Yeah. yeah like, but... Fourth word. <laughs> um... But yeah, I don't think I'm going to explain myself very well. But it, no, you it, are. I'm it's, on board. It's, it's a weird. It's it's a weird take on that kind of thing, which which because of that supernatural time bending element, they actually do something quite different with it. It's not just about the agonizing choices. It's about, it is agonizing, but it's not about the split. I get what you mean. It's about the you know you you are shaping a world essentially. You know and that sounds interesting. Know. I guess I guess something riffing off what Gav said earlier. My worry with that riffing. You're not Louis C.K. Matt. I am Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> That's the weirdest thing about this. <laughs> uh, just what you were saying, like about how in in a lot of Telltale games, it's about how you feel, like not the characters exactly mm. I kind of feel like this is going to be a bit more dependent it sounds like a bit more dependent on you continuing to really engage with the characters because what I really mm. like about the Walking Dead series and uh, a lot of their games especially the Walking Dead one though really is it's more that you because of those snap decisions you end up f- like learning about yourself sometimes in a way that you don't want to yeah. you're just like when, yeah. when you're forced to be like make a decision sometimes you make decisions that like about two seconds later you go really? What like did I that was my gut instinct. Was yeah. like, kill him, kill him. Vince <laughs> being like, what are you doing? Yeah. No, kill him. Yeah. What's well, wrong I, with you? I, I played Walking yeah. Dead season one uh, with a girlfriend who didn't play games, and oh, she must have lost it. She, she was, she was really into it. She loved it, um, but she was like, what are you like? What? And I was like, you can, you can tell me what to do. And like before, she would tell me what to do. I'd fucking press a button. She was like, why are you being such a prick? And I was like, I, I have to I, be. I, I, I have like, to be. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, maybe you should control her. We'll we'll hash out the discussion about what who should die. Yeah, I tried to do but... that with Game of Thrones with my girlfriend, but it was that thing of like, <clears> I was like, she always made her decision like slightly too late. It kept being the character saying nothing because I was like, she right, like, yeah. Oh, that one, and I just go to press. That's it a really horrible it. mechanic, actually, in the Telltale games, where it's just like nothing. It should be like the that bit should be like fuck off, you cunt, every single time. It's <laughs> fine. Like, otherwise. Like, it's going to say fuck off you can't uh, yeah, it does kind of make sense not saying stuff I like that but um you should have the option of changing it not that that was the default though so Life is Strange finally I'd say like um <laughs> is it because I because I, you started off by saying about like Garden State stuff is it like a bit like twee is it so twee that it's like mm. it's not so twee that it's not enjoyable though I don't think no no it wears its influences on its sleeve very much yeah and that's the that's the bit I don't like um as well as uh as well as being like evocative of a garden state and all that kind of shit, but it does get away from that though, you know, with the with the quite the, quickly, the sort yeah. of apocalyptic yeah. time traveling. Oh there fuck, there's a thing coming, and yeah. there wasn't know. a lot of that in the Garden State or any of the no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but you know, it's it's that kind of tone. It's one of these things that like it's got shoehorned in pop shoehorned in pop culture references, yeah. which which it's just been pissing people off, like. Some people like, love that, but some I don't. Pe- some people love that, but those are the people who are still watching Kevin Smith movies and thinking yeah. he's like talented and he's shit. <laughs> yeah. He's always being shit. People who think Family Guy is still really funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's you like, forget they exist. Yeah, yeah. And it's fucking, it's like, what, 13 seasons in now? But anyway, yeah. um, it's stuff like that. Like, you know, and it's obviously got this, like, kind of 
Twin Peaks vibe to you know part or part of the story is that there's a, there's a girl that's gone missing and mm. that's obviously leading into it. And when you find this out and you're talking to the sort of character that's that's involved with the search for this girl and whatever, you she's driving a truck and you go into the house and at the end of the cutscene, the fucking number plate reads Twin Peaks and you're like. You didn't have to do that. This was all implicit. Like, the influences are there. They're really, really obvious. You didn't have to, like, write the words fucking Twin Peaks in the frame. I get it. I'm not an idiot. So That's awful. It's almost like someone coming up on screen going, like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I kind of found that a little bit with Remember Me in terms of it just being, like, very, like, almost turning towards the camera at times and being like, do you see see what we're doing? Like, the fact that all of the names were, like, you know. I find that even with the... Don't nod. The fact is, like, have you noticed how the name of our studio is like the same backwards? You can turn it upside down. It's the same backwards. Don't nod. It's the same letters. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, it's not very clever. Like, it's clever when you're like 14. Like, it's not. I don't know. I'm not gonna rag on them because I know people like those games. Yeah. Um, but what have you been playing, Gav? Gunman Clive Two. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I heard Gunman Clive. The first one was really fucking solid. incredible. It's really, really good. So, what is Gunman Clive Two out? Everywhere? It is. I think it's out all the time. It costs about two pound fifty. How long has it been out for? A long time? Uh, no, like a week. Maybe right. something like that. Like it's only just come out. Um, what is Gunman Clive? I'm no, I've never heard of this. It's uh, it's like a sort of side scrolling, I guess, sort of action platformer. Where it's quite like cartoony, but also like monochromatic. Yeah. The first one was monochromatic. Yes, that's right. So it was just that was like, the thing in the second one. Is like more colors, and there's about four more colors. <laughs> wow! Uh, but it's just brilliant, and it's just like they, they focus their energy on making this really, really good. Just hard, really fucking hard, sort of like, sh- I guess it's sort of like a shooter, but it's side scrolling for some of it. This is some- a bit Mega Man y, right? But not as. Kind of, I guess, that. but not as annoying. No. Um, and it's, it's got such, it's got a really, really good, I don't know, personality to the game. Like you watch it and like, you know, there's little ripples around your character. So your character's one color, the background is another. Your character sort of like fuses into him a little bit. Um, it's just a really, really sweet game, and it's really, really nice to play. It looks great on 3DS as well. I was going to say because the like, first Gunman Clive it came out on the 3DS. It was one yeah. of like the kind of a indie-ish titles you could just buy. Yeah. Mm. Um, but then it probably didn't sell that well on the 3DS because at that point 3DS wasn't really doing that well. Yeah. But then it came out on the iPad and stuff okay, as well, yeah, like yeah. Android, like as a kind of phone yeah. game. That's cool. I'm glad they made another one because I still haven't played it, but I've heard really, really good things about the first one. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you've got it, just go buy it. It's two pound fifty. Like what? What's the worst that's going to happen for two pound fifty? And I think like a lot of the time, like like when I worked on a fish antenna magazine, like a lot of the time that when they would release a game, they release a game that'd be really good, and you'd be like, how much is it? Eight ninety nine. Like, oh for fuck's sake! No, no one's going to buy your like eShop game for eight ninety nine for about two pound fifty or whatever it costs. Fucking just go buy it. Like what's going to happen? And it's really, really fucking good. You keep saying what's going to happen. It's like a tempting fate here. Like yeah. somebody's going to have a grand piano drop. Look, on if them. you don't like it. Tweet me or whatever, I'll give you the money back. <laughs> Fuck wow. it. Like, you know, have promise. You know when you say stuff like, you, you know, what's the worst that can happen for £2.50? Yeah. I work in Croydon. And there's, <laughs> there's a lot of street food in Croydon. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's a really, really good game. It's really, really fun. Like, I've plowed, I, I had that almost like a week after uh, I got Majora's Mask and I've played more Gunman Clive than I have Majora's <laughs> Mask. Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's really horrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't even realize Majora's Mask was out so soon. I don't of, think it's out yet. I think it maybe it's out in like well, a, a, it's on. It's out. It might be out on February. It might be out on Friday thirteenth. I think. Just it's like out, tell yeah. Zelda fans that Majora's Mask can fuck <laughs> off, mate. You seen this Gunman Clive? 
I, I often find <laughs> not that. even Gum and Clive. Gum and Clive too. <laughs> like, I said that comes out of the office. Gum I was and like, Cliver. Yeah, like what? What are you? I think I talked about it in, like on the IGN podcast. They were just like, "What are you playing at the moment?" I was like, "Gunman Clive 2. <laughs> and they were like, "What the fuck is Gunman Clive One?" <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, Gunman Clive Two is better than Majora's Mask. That's yeah. a box quite her herb one. <laughs> I did it's never going to be on a box. And that's the point when you realise that actually, like the kind of because when when you start getting into um, working in games, it was actually a real thrill to get your hands on like stuff early or, yeah. or like before it came out. Yeah. But yeah. then, like, I increasingly started to find that I would I get home and I'd be like, oh, I've got this brand new game yeah. for the Xbox 360. It's not out for a week. But then I'd be like, Gum and Clive's Actually, out. I want to play, and I want to play <laughs> something like Gum and Clive. I'd be like, well, I'm just and you'd have something on your shelf which was yeah. like you just wouldn't touch because you're like. I'm addicted to playing like minor dig deep on Xbox Live arcade indie games instead. Like, yeah, in, in fairness, like I should say, Majora's Mask is still fucking really good, and it's you play like, it. It's, it's not going like, Clive Two, Gav. There's yeah. no going yeah. Clive Two. Let's no. not beat around the bush here. But it is really, really good. And like, if you're gonna if you're gonna buy two 3DS games. Buy Majora's Mask and Gunman Club. I say personally. You're going to buy one, buy Gunman Club. There's a bit of a golf in price though there. there? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) That's the thing. Actually, I've got to say, I bought a game this week, uh, which I bought for a a downloadable game as well for the PS Vita. Wasn't £2.50. It was much, much more expensive. Um, I don't regret it so far. We'll see how we get on with that. What was it? It was uh, Danganronpa. Ronpa. I I knew I was going to say it wrong. Uh, Danganronpa, I think. Mm. It's got a. It's, it's a hard name to remember because it's all one word. Dangan romper. Dangan romper. Dangan romper. Dangan romper. Dangan romper. Just gonna. Just gonna. Quickly, just double. Double. Excellent. Elite Dangan. Dangan romper. Dangan romper. Dangan romper. Okay. Dangan romper. Click on images. Let's have a look where it looks. All right, like cool. Well, it's called Dangan romper. Trigger happy havoc. Yeah, this happens everywhere. Okay. This was getting reviewed at Video Gamer, and oh, fuck that. Like for for like five minutes of every day that week, there would be portions of time in the office where okay. people would just be saying Dangan romper at each other, like what is that? in exactly the same way you were doing there. Nah, Dangan romper. I'm not up for this, mate. Oh, Dangan romper. Guy Woodward's been playing this. Yes. Yes. He keeps tweeting. Pictures from it. He may have been playing the second one, but th- this is a guy called Monokuma, right? Well, I've been playing Gunman Clive 2, which know, is also a sequel. We've, we've so. been through that. But no, I've been playing the first one, and it came out... Uh, what is it? It's not a new game. It came out about 2010, right? But yeah. it's one of these games where I was looking for something me to play on the, on the PS Vita. Yeah. I finished uh, the... What's it called? I want to say Moon, but it's not Moon. Swapper? Yes. Yeah, it's amazing. Isn't got it? a lot yeah. in common. Swapper's brilliant. Mm. I got to the end of it. I thought the story was awesome, really well mm. contained, just smart enough to tick on my brain and make me think, yeah. oh, that's clever. The same guy did uh, yeah. Talos Principle. Yeah, and yet yeah. Talos Principle did nothing for me. Which was oh, really? Yeah. I didn't, oh. I didn't, like, I, I didn't think, my problem with Talos Principle was I felt that the story it was trying to tell yeah. and the game didn't match together. Didn't really, like, yeah. gel. It was mm. just like, I understood why, because the idea was you were supposed to feel like you were in a weird computer civilization yeah. that was simulation which was a bit disconnected but I just it felt to me like you do a puzzle and then you get a bit more story every now and then yeah. whereas I love the way the swapper like even when I was doing like the puzzles in the swapper for those yeah. who don't know you're a man with a magic torch who swaps between clones Sucked. of yourself yeah. and it, it's I love it for various reasons first of all the way the puzzles work it doesn't add new shit all the time it doesn't do that puzzle game thing of going Oh, no, you can do this, which Talos Principle doesn't yeah, lie. It's yeah. always adding new ideas. Yeah. It has a very simple system that it doesn't really need to change much throughout the game. It only lasts for about four or five hours, but yeah. the puzzles, some of the puzzles are really hard. Like, yeah. I've stuck on them for a long time, but in a good way. And it's always a case of you not working it out. It's never a case of, oh, 
maybe I'm missing something. The game it's is like, shit or something like that. Yeah, yeah it's like you just haven't quite yeah. got your head in the right way. And because there's only such a simple set of rules of how the puzzles work, yeah. often it is that thing of you just going through each process of being like, is it this? No, is it this? Should yeah. I be doing this? Until eventually you crack it. And a lot of the time it's in one room as well. Yeah. So it's like, that was the thing that was fucking spinning me out about the swapper. I was like, there's nothing that you don't know. It's yeah. all in this room. Like you You've been have, staring at the same thing for yeah. half an hour, just being like... It's like episode two it? of Jonathan Creek when they're in the garage. <laughs> like, everything <laughs> happened in this room. <laughs> yeah, you get to the point where you're like, there must be something else. Yeah. I remember early on when I got to the first puzzle where I was stuck, I was like, no, nah, I must need something else to do this. And just being like, no, nah, not one of those games. You just haven't got it. Yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I love the way that because of the way it works and a lot of the time the way it works is you have to swap to another character yeah. and then the other character you were just in falls and crunches to their death. Mm. And I like the way that the whole thing was about clones and consciousness yeah. and swapping consciousness between clones. It's like the prestige. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, again, like when we talked about Swapper last week, Steve made the exact same oh, okay, spoiler. Right. Uh, <laughs> you guys. Um, if you haven't seen the prestige by now, you fucking should have. Yeah, thanks, Gav. Unfortunately. Uh, you should have, though. I actually, I, if you've been listening to my work for a while, I've recommended it many, many times. Also, if you haven't watched it in that week, <laughs> when these podcasts come out. No, because we didn't even mention before. it, the name film name. Oh, really? Last week. Steve oh, well. Dropped. Anyway. That's the end. That's <laughs> great. Cool. Anyway, um, I just like the way it got, it got me thinking about it the whole time. It was the, the, yeah. the way that it merged the world and the story was just, I thought, really, really nice done. But anyway, I finished that and I was like, I fancy something meaty. And I know that the PS Vita is really good for Japanese RPG stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't fancy Persona 4 straight away. And that's good because they've just announced Persona 5. So yeah. I might hold off for that. But uh, I thought I'd check this out because a lot of people have said, play Danganronpa. I got it right that time. And I've been playing it. It's fucking weird. You, you might not like the sound of it, right? But I'm not like the look I'm of it, open. sorry, but you'll like the sound of it, right? Okay. <laughs> basically, you go to this school and you're, it's like a kind of basically, it's almost like a visual novel mm-hmm. in the fact that really there's only a little bit of interaction. A lot of it is just talking to characters and stuff. Okay. You go to this school and then when you get to the school, it's supposed to be a school for fantastic students and all that you get there it's a school for cunts <laughs> <laughs> it's a school everyone there is, is really good at something everyone there is like very skilled Yeah. but they basically you're locked in a school and the, you've got this mad bear who's this white and black half and half bear who's like this weird <laughs> cutesy character who basically tells you that the only way you can leave the school is by murdering somebody and the, basically the game revolves around this thing of like somebody gets murdered and then you have to go and talk to people and you have to go around and find all the evidence. And it becomes basically a bit like um, a, a, a Phoenix Wright thing. Okay. But the, the, when you have the trials, it's a very different pacing. But basically, somebody oh, gets trials murdered. trials in it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Somebody cool. gets murdered, basically. The, way you, the only way you can graduate from the school is you have to murder someone and get away with it. And so it means somebody gets murdered and then you have to go around and find all the evidence. And then you have this like trial where everyone's sitting around talking to each other. And then you have to like basically work out who did it and prove that they did it. And it's that thing of like, if the person can get away with it yeah. without anyone working out it was them, then they get to leave and everyone else dies. Whereas if they get caught, then they get executed. And it's, it's when people die, cool. when people get like murdered and when people get executed, it's really brutal. It's like yeah. not nice in terms of the, you know, it's not hugely gory, but it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. some of the like ways that people die, it's like, oh, that's like, this is rough. Yeah. And it, it creates this weird thing of being like, you kind of spend all your time in between just going and talking to the characters and getting to know them. Yeah. And there's this weird morbid thing about being like, oh, who's going to get killed next? But weirdly, you kind of look forward to it because yeah. you want to like see the next murder. 
But it's, it does this like the Phoenix Wright style thing, but instead of it being like going through carefully with loads of evidence, it does this mad thing. We have this, the courtroom is this all 12 of the students and it just spins around whilst playing this mad techno music. And, and it's like each person says the lines and then every now and then it'll pop up with like a line that you can, like something they've said that's like you could maybe think, oh no, there's a contradiction now or something. And then you've got like, shoot off. you've got to aim it and you've got to tap on it to shoot a truth bullet at it and it fires a bullet. <laughs> dropping truth bombs. Smashes their words and then you're like, you'd be like, no, there's, but instead of like having the kind of um, really slow pacing of Phoenix Wright c- cases where it's like you mm. just mull over for ages. In this, it's like on each section of the like bit with all the characters saying about what happened, it has like a five-minute timer or whatever, and you can just listen to it as many times as you want before choosing which bit okay. to shoot. But then you can like hold down a button so they all speed speak like chipmunks. Yeah. It's like... And then I like, have to be like, work out which bit of evidence to fire as a truth bullet. Yeah, It's like, it's really like, it's properly Japanese. Um, <laughs> but I really like it. It's proper Japanese blood. It's like it's just, when it started doing this sort of like this bit in the case where it's like boom, this you prove this, and then it's like you know basically doing your like, equivalent of objection and proving okay, something, yeah. and then it starts spinning around and playing the techno music again. It's just this like how, like what is this? Because it, it doesn't tell you that any of this stuff is coming until you get to the first trial. It's all just like hey, talk to people around the school, make some friends, get to know people, and then it's like it? somebody's dead. It sounds good. How much is it? Because you it's said like, it's, it's not too much. It's not Gum and Clive too money. No, it's more than gum. I, I bought it for 35 quid. What? Yeah, I know. Well, it's a game. It's a full-price game. That's mad. <laughs> well, I'm enjoying it, to be honest. But uh, I looked, £35. Well, I looked online for like physical copies, and it was like only 32 quid, so I didn't mind paying a few more quid just to get it now. I was... It's a niche interest game. That's the thing, is I'm not going to really say... I really want to play it, but I'm poor. Well, surely you can expense it or something. Yeah, yeah I really don't think that. Yeah, I got this wicked game. I'm going to do this Came video about this Five game. years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Gav, you get paid a I've heard about it on this amazing podcast called Darcy. I was like, Gav, you were on that podcast. We fucking listened to it. You're not getting money to pay it. No, you can't. You can't. Okay. But I don't know. The one thing, actually, that I will say about it is it's very clever with stereotypes. And I... I when I first started playing it, I thought, oh, God, this is bad. Because there's just like... There's so many Asian people in the UA Asian. <laughs> I just hate them, Gav. I just, <laughs> Asians, You're scum. That's, Asians, the, Asians, that's disgusting, Matt. Asians and widows. Can't stand them. <laughs> no. Um, it's just a bit, you know, oh, senpai. You know, it's like, it's a bit, kind of does that thing of there's like a few too many characters that are just like, oh, and basically, I don't really want to spoil anything, but there's a relationship you have, like, not really a relationship, but one of the the pretty girls who's like your, she's like, oh, I'm your sidekick, and it's all like, a bit too chummy, and a bit too like, oh, God, really, is this, is this going to do this? You're going to do this? It just feels to me a bit tired and trite cliche of being like, hey, having like the kind of shy girl who's really popular, no, she's not even sure. She's like really popular, but then she's like, "Oh, actually, I've, I like you and stuff." Yeah. And it's like, why does the really popular girl like me? And it's just like, <laughs> kind of thing like, am I playing a hentai game? Is this a hentai <laughs> game? Yeah. Uh, but the way the characterization takes, there's lots of twists and turns in it. That quite early on, I was like, "Oh shit, this is a game that knows its cliches and is actually subverting okay. lots of stuff." In the same way that lots of other uh, Japanese games, I find you kind of think like, "Are you, you going to subvert? Like, are you subverting this or not?" Like, I remember with Bravely Default, we did that really weird thing of having this fashion show, and I thought, oh, it's going to... Oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to... It's basically was being quite subversive already yeah. and being like, all these girls... Quite knowing, Being yeah. obsessed with beauty and being like, <clears throat> well, they've all been possessed by demons. And that was like, oh, that's interesting, the way they basically made it look like the fashion industry is like, you know, this mm. weird, evil obsession. But then, no, then you have a fashion show where your characters all dress up in little bikinis. <laughs> I've just remembered somebody used to 
used to be a fan of mine. I used to love listening to podcasts. Made a massive video about angry because I'd uh, I'd, I'd stood up against the fact that I thought it was a bit weird that all the characters in Brevity Default looked like toddlers in sexy outfits. Who would stand up against that state? I don't know. Anyway, I just realised like... Yeah, let's not watch that guy's channel. It just blows <laughs> my mind that people were like, oh, I can't believe you had a go at all these like toddler look characters so looking sexy. Like, <laughs> it's like, that's weird, guys. Yeah, that's someone like, who's had a wank over all those people. Yeah, I suppose you can't take back a wank, is what they say. <laughs> Gav, you look like you've just... That's not... No, I went... I agreed. That was an agreeing noise. I thought you were going to reveal some secret. <laughs> Actually, there is a way. <laughs> you must climb this mountain. My parole officer says I'm not allowed to reveal secrets on podcasts anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Danganronpa is, uh, yeah, I mean, the thing is, there's a second one. And the second one, I, I, I reckon the second one will probably have spoilers about the first one because I don't know. Mm. It's this nice thing of like, it feels a bit like uh, old boyish and the fact that you're like, yeah trying to work out why you've been locked in this school and forced to kill each other and stuff well it's 35 pounds so I'm never gonna fucking All right, play it alright to cheapskate Gav with his oh, can I buy it can I buy it with this looks a leaf through the coins in your hands yes you can Gav yeah. well done yeah. oh you've got enough money for a wham bar as well Good. Um, Sorry, I'm still sort of internally laughing because you made like taking back a wank sound like doing the vampirism cure quest in Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably similar. It's probably similar. Um, I think it's yeah. Question right. time. First up, a question from Andy Parsons, who says, "Anything good I should be checking out for the iPhone, not iPad." Fair enough. Um, apart from Dreeps, of course. Hashtag Dreeps. Literally nothing except for Dreeps. Right, Dreeps. Right, Dreeps can. Fuck off. What? Right? It's very, very nice. Very nice. But like, you and Quinn's were like, oh, Dreeps. Dreeps. And I checked it out. I checked out Dreeps. Do you know about Dreeps? No. It's you a love. fucking hate it. I don't know anything. <laughs> Dreeps is, my favorite thing about Dreeps is the name. I love the name Dreeps. Um, it's a little like uh, sentient RPG thing that just happens in the background. And you've got a little man or a boy or maybe a little girl. I don't it's know. an animated screensaver, basically. It's basically an animated screensaver. Yeah. But the thing is, with an animated screensaver, right, is... And I was saying to Quinn's about it, I was like, well, look, I've had it for like ages and I always do a thing at night where I like set my alarm on yeah. it and then you wake him up in the morning, he's got full health and he goes on his adventures. Yeah. But I've never, like, I know that events happen like, and you actually have events that can happen yeah. that can unlock new things. I've never seen an event. I've been playing it for weeks and like everyone says, oh yeah, just put it on your desk like, and just watch yeah. it. It's like, I'm not doing that. I'm not, if I if I put that on my desk, I'm not going to get any bloody work done because I'm going to be looking at a little boy. If you put under, <laughs> if you put under, <laughs> <laughs> no, some people get a lot of work done no. looking at little boys. No. So, but you could you could put on little like I, I well do that no things like maybe it's because I haven't got an iPhone, I've got an iPad. And so, like, you oh, could... that's massive. I know, that's, <laughs> that's, that's like a quarter of your screen. I know, that's what I mean. It's like, I'm not going to stand up. If I stand up on an iPad, like, in front yeah. of me, it's just going to be like, I'm going to be looking at all the time. Essentially, what you do is you set an alarm. Mm. When the alarm, uh, when you go to sleep, the little kid goes to sleep. When you wake up, when your alarm goes off and you need to wake up, then he wakes up, he's full of energy, he goes on his little quest, and he goes around, he run, he's like basically just walking for ages. It's very nice. It's lovely. But I just and get really annoyed because, yeah. I mean... And he runs into fights then, and he fights monsters, and he levels up, and he gets better. He dies sometimes, and then he just goes, sort of goes on the one knee for a bit. But the music is amazing, and it looks fucking awesome. So basically the idea is that it's an RPG for people who don't have time to play RPGs. Right, okay. So they can put it off to one side and just look at it. 
Um, and it just that, plays that, itself. It just plays itself, basically. Yeah. But no. yeah, it's. I mean, it's. I, really, I, mean, I did it's like two pound yeah. twenty nine, which is it's a lot of money, almost as much as Gum and Clive Two. I know, right? <laughs> and I mean, if you had to choose, well, <laughs> Gum and Clive, Gum and Clive Two, Gum obviously. Clive yeah. Two. Okay. Cool. Uh, other, other than that, no. I, other than that, nothing. I want to do that. Yeah. I want to play it's that. kind. Of, well, if you've got an iPhone. Yeah, but if you got the, an iPad, yeah. don't. I think the only, the only, iPhones, I think the yeah, I think the only thing about it is when you're watching it, you go, "Fuck me!" I, th- I wish this was an actual game because some of the monster design is amazing. Mm. Um, and when you see him fighting a monster, you're like, "Oh, that looks so good! That looks a lot better than monsters I've actually fought in actual games." Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone got any iPhone game recommendations? I've already kind of recommended no. 80 Days a lot, and I recommend that again because 80 Days is just so good. Um, and it doesn't look like no. it's going to be good at all. But... Oh, add one then. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming to me. It's coming. No, no it's no. it's gone. Um, I, I mean, it's not even a game, but Marvel Unlimited, which is basically like Netflix, but for Marvel comics. Great. Thanks, yeah. Gav. It's uh, fucking amazing. <laughs> Bridge Constructor. There we go. Bridge Constructor. You've played all that. It's fucking great. Fantastic. Good. Um, Tom Bickmore asks... Did you always want to be journalists? What did you want to be as a kid? Fucking Bickmore. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bickmore. I, I, he's, a good, he's a good lad. I've met him a few times. Yeah, he is. I don't know. I, I never really wanted to be anything. I wanted to be a pirate, I think, because I like the, the uh, Princess Bride. <laughs> I wanted to be a... Um, Obviously, well, I was aware you couldn't do I that. I wanted to be a pirate, so I spent my days copying tapes. <laughs> <laughs> this was like the 80s, right? I actually yeah. wanted to be... I wanted to be a long haul truck driver. <laughs> that was like my actual. That fucking suits you so much. <laughs> you have no idea. You actually look like a long haul truck driver. Oh, that's like a really cool one. You look like a really cool one. Like the sort of one that you turn up at a depot and everyone's like, oh, yeah. Gav's here, Gav's here. And you're like, all right, boys. From yeah. The, yeah, from the age of like five until I went to like big school, that's all I did was just draw trucks. I was obsessed with trucks. <laughs> and uh, then, yeah, then when I got to like big school, they were just like, no, like you should just do something else, maybe. And I always wanted to do that. That was always my the thing that I wanted to do. I, it mm-hmm. never occurred to me to be. I mean, I, to be honest, I don't really consider myself a journalist because no. I think anyone who's a journalist no one really at, considers you a journalist. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think any, anyone who is a journalist look at the stuff I do. Well, maybe you're not a journalist, but like no, I mean, I, I feel yeah. the same. To be honest, I don't feel I like I'm a journalist, journalist anymore. Fuck that. Um, no, yeah, I mean, I never really felt. <clears throat> There were times where I felt like a journalist when I was at OXM because often when you'd be interviewing people, you know, you would just go off with a dictaphone, you sit down with somebody who was like... There were times, like yeah. occasions, where you sort of think, this is a bit like being a journalist, isn't it? When you're sitting down with somebody quite senior at EA, having yeah. a, asking them pointed questions about yeah, and you're, business. Yeah, you're literally after like news from them. Yeah, like, you, and looking for news about their business. But, but then it's been such a long time since I've done anything like that yeah. now. I, I'm more of a just stupid prick <laughs> who occasionally starts going hmm, I've got some quite interesting thoughts about this game design yeah. mostly I'm yeah. just a stupid prick your oh. story's better though because I think your story's pretty cool but like you you guys were literally just like we're going to review games and stuff like that you're like you know you're one of the only people that I know that was actually doing your job for no pay basically yeah pretty much yeah I mean well I never like I never wanted to be a journalist or anything I never really thought of it like that yeah. but I, I knew and it, we, uh, if anyone knows about Game Wank or whatever, like me and Richie started doing Game Wank because we wanted something to fucking do. Because we both done, <laughs> like we both studied, um, uh, like audiovisual and yeah. filmmaking and stuff like that. And we wanted to do something, but 
we always had like all these big projects that would never go anywhere because we're just two guys and we had full time jobs. But we yeah. were just like, well, we can do a podcast and we can do little YouTube videos. Yeah. So it was like, oh, what do we like? We like video games. So it was never like there wasn't a decision where it was like, well, we're gonna we're gonna like yeah. we're gonna become games media people or we're gonna. Be, it was it was yeah, just sort of, of this organic thing that this is what we can do with the time we have and the resources we have. So let's let's do it. Yeah. Um. And then that kind of you know it got a bit of it got a bit of traction because it had wank in the title, and yeah, and I found it by different means. Yeah. Than <laughs> I, was I was into that game stuff, so I mean, eventually I got hired for being a stupid dick as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever think like do you ever think like sometimes do you because I mean you get quite a lot of free reign at uh, a video gamer, but yeah. do you ever sort of miss? The you know game like game you could literally just go out and do whatever the fuck you wanted. No, because I can pretty much do what the fuck I want. Video exactly. games, also then, yeah. So it's the perfect place for me, really. I, so. I actually saw someone like uh, someone on Twitter recently, like bitching, and it was like, they, I guess they're quite a small outfit. They had like a small website and a small podcast, and they were bitching that they hadn't been invited to like a PR event. And I was like, if you're not being invited to a PR event, you're probably doing the fucking right thing, like. Go off and do whatever the fuck you want. Like, who cares? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, because I, I mean, I never. Uh, are you talking about the Witcher thing? Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a lot of that, and it was like that. There was a bit of a not naming names or anything, and I totally understand. No, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally understand where they were coming from, but they had they had this Witcher three press event in Stirling Castle. Yeah, mm. uh, Brat went to it actually. I made him go because he's like, not going to go to Scotland. Otherwise. I miss him so much. I wish he wasn't dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we should just start pretending he's dead. But, <laughs> you know, after that, after the final old dad video went up, we got a tweet saying, "I want to buy that bus, but buy that bus a pint." <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> I got to say that video Terrible. really caught me off guard, made me laugh a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so so they had this in Scotland, and then the 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 Scottish Games Press in quotes started complaining that they hadn't been invited to it because it, it was local. Because, yeah, because it was local, but you know, it was like, but it's all these journalists from London that have been invited. Why aren't you inviting local outlets? And it's like, like the bitter hard truth. And I say this as somebody who used to do game wank and is now you know in an outlet that's not exactly huge or anything. Yeah. But we. You know the, the PRs are inviting people for the numbers. That's why you know they had people from newspapers there. They had yeah, people from big sites there. Like the, the simple, like better hard truth is none of you guys up there were big enough to warrant the invite. Yeah, of course. And I'm not saying that to be disparaging. No, not at, at all. all. Yeah, but yeah. it was just it was just this weird because th- th- there's like a big Facebook group and stuff where they were all moaning about it, and it's like I'm probably going to get a lot of trouble for this. <laughs> but but like. I understand you know, there, both was, there was like yeah, this yeah. elephant in the room and it was like nobody was really acknowledging the fact that it's like yeah but guys it's because they wouldn't have got the traffic that they yeah. wanted I mean, yeah, you fucking yeah. hire Sterling Castle you yeah. want to get some good payback from that right? ROI so, I think it's that yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think that that's the thing that when I when I saw that I just thought there was all these like awesome outlets so that like yeah. sometimes like I work for IGN and sometimes you look at these little outlets like not little outlets because they're amazing but you look at people and you go you can do whatever the fuck you well, want. Yeah, like, that's why the thing. do you, why do you crave to be part of like something? Yeah, like, that's thing, and it's not even like little because I, yeah. I speak to like, um, like I had like like uh, beers with Ali A before. Like, who's yeah. one of the biggest YouTubers, and he was like, he was like, oh, can I can I come in and do something on like IGN? Can I come in and do it? And it's like, you're way bigger than we'll ever. 
ever be. Like yeah, you, yeah. but they sort of think that that's where you sort of need to be. And I don't think that's it's right. It's the number of people I have who send me links, being like, "Hey, Matt, I want to be a games writer. Can you read yeah. this?" And they've just written like a, a review or a preview or something. It's like, why are you doing this? Like, uh, everyone's, you do whatever you everyone's want. always trying to emulate like the way yeah. that the big sites work. And it's mm. like, nah, just do it. Do what you want. Yeah. Like, yeah well, the, the video of you and Richie, I think that I think is amazing. Is the two of you almost like waiting for God to start, like sitting on the beach playing chess. <laughs> like that, I remember watching like years ago, and I just think like that's fucking brilliant. Mm. Because if you haven't seen it, you can probably just find it by typing in the word that I've just said. But yeah. like, <laughs> if if you're if you're if you're a blog or if you're mm. something like that, if you don't if you're not beholden to any company, yeah. why you want to be part of that entire like preview culture where you go along to an event, mm-hmm. you play a game for two hours. Then you write some preview on it. The embargo is this day. It goes out this day. Why? The, what the fuck? Is and you the know what? I've got to say. It? I've got to say something really important. Is if you're young and you want to do this sort of thing, just do it now. Yeah. Because when you're young and you have that thing of being like, you know, you're in your first job or whatever, it doesn't matter that much. Or you know, you haven't got a job yet, and you've got other mates in similar positions. You can just be like, let's do this, and you can make these really elaborate things like they'll be rubbish because you won't you won't be experienced you won't have the skills yet but you'll do things and be able to arrange things that now are impossible and I think that the hardest thing for me is I didn't do enough of that stuff when I was younger and now you look at YouTubers they've all got their YouTube buddies and they can do all this mad stuff and I'm just a guy who's 30 in a couple mm. of weeks sitting in his bedroom and I've got loads of amazing ideas that involve loads of other people right and I know the people I'd like to do it with and I've got lots of People who I know are really talented who'd be who'd love to join me and make these things. But everyone's got jobs, everyone's got lives, and suddenly it's yeah. this thing of like yeah. trying to organise these things. It's really everyone's difficult. In their 30s, like. So I think if if you've got some mad ideas and you've got some yeah, mad friends, yeah, yeah. just start doing it because it yeah, gets all harder. Yeah, all the video game and fitness. Yeah. Well, pretty much. Yeah, but you know, if if you're not like if if you're not subject to that whole sort of PR thing of you know as you say like you haven't you have deadlines and embargoes and yeah. all that kind of stuff, which I've done a bit of. At, at video gamer but you know they usually don't let me anywhere near stuff that requires responsibility <laughs> um then if, if you're not if you're not part of that then then don't don't try be upset. To be part of it, don't yeah. be upset that you haven't been invited into that like it's not it, it, that's 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 where it becomes a job yeah you know it's true i, mean, um, I don't get invited to either and i don't i know it's not that the prs don't like that's because you smell though <laughs> <laughs> I've, got a real, I've got a real problem i mean i've been seeing doctors i've got some creams for it and stuff <laughs> plus it is because the prs don't like you like yeah i mean uh, maybe yeah, yeah. maybe the prs don't like me because of the smell like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty intense but no it's just like i know i know i understand it's like i'm not like i don't get numbers big enough it's not worth it it's not worth yeah. it yeah. I mean, yeah, and it's, it's it's not as I say, it's not being disparaging about anyone. It's just no, a simple fact of business. I guess the interesting thing, though, actually, that that people you know say, oh, how did you get into? Did you want to get into this? I think an interesting thing is that lots of the people who end up, not everyone, but lots of the people, most people who end up doing it professionally, mm-hmm. um, never really got into it because they wanted to get invited to the events and get the free games. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's lots of people who try and get into it because they want to get invited to the parties and they want the free games. Uh, everyone else tends to do it's it for, really for different reasons, and mm-hmm. you get you get exceptions of people who love the free stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mostly, I mean, I think I started doing it just because. I mainly started writing because I like making people laugh and I just like knowing that I'd written something that people thought was funny and for me it was always just about the writing and then it ended up being like oh I know about video games I can write about them but I think if you end up going into it and you find yourself getting annoyed that you're not invited to a party it's like yeah Mm. Nah, you're not gonna. See, I go into it for free booze and free booze only. 
That's the reason I do this because you buy me two beers when I come That's over. That's true. So, yeah. you're, a, you're a cheap date. Uh, anyway, that was a long yeah, inside yeah. shop sort of question. Yeah, totally. Uh, but we'll jump but on. But just lastly to say, I mean, I, I got into it because I could be paid to wear a dressing gown in the office. <laughs> and that's a situation I engineered and I'm fucking proud of it. <laughs> you should be. You quite <laughs> rightly should be. Uh, Tom Doherty asks, have you guys seen the new Persona 5 trailer? Have you any thoughts on the series as a whole? I saw it, and I'm pretty excited by it. Yeah, um, I'm I actually nothing about Persona. Yeah, that's the thing, Sorry. I saw the trailer, and it's yeah. one of those things that everyone who's played Persona 4 said, you've got a Vita and you haven't got a Persona 4, you need to fucking get on that. I've right heard now. 4 is yeah. the best one because it's kind of quite easy to complete yeah. in terms of like, it doesn't waste your time, whereas Persona 3 everyone raved about, and that's the one oh, I've yeah. played. I played... Uh, Persona 3 on the PSP <clears throat> edition which apparently isn't as good anyway mm. Ugh, idiot me but it just goes on for fucking ever and it's like you just I just lost interest in it but I loved it up to a point mm. but apparently 4 is less demanding of you time wise and also okay. less challenging and mm. just allows you to enjoy the story the story is always mm. pretty similar it's this idea of like um, these kids who go to a school and then at night weird shit happens and there's usually a tower that appears and then you have to climb the tower and the tower is basically a dungeon mm. and but the way it works is you go up the tower and you get better and better but then you, you might get stuck and you're like oh, I can't do it and then you give up or you die or whatever well not die but you give up and then you go back to the real world and in the real world in the day you're at school and you spend your time at school choosing what to do and really the game outside of the JRPG combat is a life simulator okay. of being like in the school term, what do you want to do? Do you want to be yeah. really popular? Do you want to get a girlfriend? Or do you want to get like really good at what, some of your classes? Or do you want to like be really good at sport? Do you want to just like not spend your time doing your homework and spend loads of time like just training all the time? And then the thing is, whatever you choose to do, it's there's no wrong answers. If you spend more time training or you join the karate club or whatever, then there'll be a character in mm. there that you'll make friends with. Okay. Right? And you'll befriend. And like, you come with you in the night. Well, that's the thing. Is basically each of the students has a kind of. It's a bit like that thing in uh, the Northern Lights trilogy of like this. They have like everyone has like a, a like a big crazy demon thing, which is like right, okay. so, an, a, a thing you can use. Yeah, and you basically unlock new ones. And I think this is right anyway. Like, but basically by strengthening your friendships with characters, right. you unlock more powerful like things in the game it's kind of this weird okay, thing all yeah. the characters have this very stylish thing of like all the characters have these like these little like gun like things that they point to their head and then it goes and the monsters come out of their heads and yeah it's just it's just it's just a cool idea of being like you kind of have these relationships with the characters in the daytime and then the strength yeah. of your friendships makes your powers more deadly but it sounds really twee when I say it like that. It sounds like it's like care. I really, want, I really want to play it. It's one of those things I've always wanted to play. They're really good. Like they're I, really good. I was a massive, massive fan of like the Giver uh, anime series, mm. um, and that was one of the things that really wound me up. Though when he's like, like Shofukamaji is like this amazing, you know, bio booster armor like superhero guy, but he still goes to school every day. And it's like, <laughs> mate, I got bigger things on. Like, I can't be going to school Why all the time. Why would you bother at that yeah. stage? Like, seriously. But, yeah, Persona is something that I, I've always wanted to get into. I, but it, it, it's, it's, it's filed in the same cabinet as Metal Gear Solid for me, where right. it's like, it's so far along now that to get up to speed would take me No, no, that each of the games yeah. are, like, separate. 
So you don't. There's no like running. I'm gonna do it. Is there any running? I think it's or? got the kind of like. I yeah. think it's got the Final Fantasy style thing of having like a Sid and a you know like there's like. Mm. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that there's certain elements which are always there. But all right, so I'm not gonna be fucked if I've no, not no, played. I, I, I played no. three and none of the other ones, and it's yeah. a standalone story. All right, okay. I well, think I might, I might sort that out then. Yeah. They are yeah. a lot of fun. I mean, I found you know I, I got a bit bored of the combat after a while, but it's not a bad system. But I just remember like hmm. getting really stressed at one point because I realised I only had a week until the final exams, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and it became quite evident that the girl who I was trying to get to be my girlfriend like wouldn't go out with people who were like weren't smart or something and it was like if I don't do well in my exams she's going to think I'm an idiot (laughs) and when you find yourself being like ah and then the weird thing is it starts to overlap of being like you have friends being like hey you're going to come out for for dinner with me and you're like I can't I've got to study and they're like yeah. okay and then it's like oh like I've just spoiled my friendship and if you keep saying no to people if, if somebody's like hey do you want to do something tonight and you keep saying no after a while they just stop asking you and it's like mm. real life it's that like, is real life yeah <laughs> it's real life it's this thing of like if you want to have a friendship with someone yeah. you want to develop the friendship you have to nurture it and you have to spend the time but things come up and they'll be like you know something will go wrong and like you've got to go to the tower and do some mm. combat because mm. there'll be a, a big story events happened and you're like I was gonna do my homework tonight yeah. I can't I don't have time for this so shit it's like an adolescent panic simulator yeah it is. <laughs> that's fair enough but with Sounds more good. enjoyable violence oh, yeah, stress yeah. me out <laughs> that question has stressed me out uh, well it's, it's good though it's good um, and um, Alec Norton this kind of follows on from something we talked about earlier says life is strange being technically sound have we been giving Telltale too much of a free pass mm. no I don't I mean I don't think life is strange itself is like because I mean it's, it's, it's a different it's different technology yeah. different people different you know I, I don't think you can sort of compare it directly one to the other even though they do sort of on the face of it similar yeah. things but I do think I do think The Walking Dead bought Telltale a lot of goodwill that gives them a free pass for things that they really shouldn't be fucking up. Yeah. Like, I, for example, like, on a, just on a technical level, and I, I hate people reducing video games to fucking power tools, right? Mm. But when uh, I, I got the, that one they did, The Wolf Among Us. Fables uh, one, yeah. Yeah, the Fables one, yeah. And I, I fucking love the Fables yeah. like, graphic novels. like, And the, um, so I got the season pass on PS4 and I thought, I That'll, that'll, that'll do me, like you know, because I usually get them on PC because yeah. like the 360 versions were usually so terrible, and it's like it's not doing anything that should tax the fucking PS4, but yeah. it still runs so terribly, and you think the engine is, is a yeah, little bit shit. It's abysmal. Yeah. And you I mean, know, actually, I bought. Um, I only bought first episode of it thankfully but I, I started playing the Game of Thrones game on the iPad I bought episode 1 for like £4 yeah. and I my iPad is not like old I only bought it about four months ago five months mm-hmm. ago it's not it wasn't like the best one it wasn't like the iPad Air because mm-hmm. I'm not made of bloody money but mm-hmm. it was I think the iPad 4 and mm-hmm. it just doesn't run on it. It like the, the dialogue stutters and repeats itself, and it just cl- and it's like yeah, yeah. this is a new bit of gear. Yeah, yeah. Like I've seen that like run some quite impressive games. Yeah. And it just doesn't run it, and it's like how can you charge people for things that don't work? Yeah. And even, even when you play like the PC versions of Telltale games on on decent machines, they still they Runs still the run terribly. Well, see, yeah. we talked about this in the past, and I've heard mm. I've heard murmurs. I've heard a bit of a rumor about why this is with Telltale. I've heard rumors that the way that Telltale work in terms of um, their games is that when they make a series, and this kind of makes sense in like this makes sense for financial reasons and for safety as a business, sure. 
but in terms of quality product, it's not like the best. But the way they apparently do it is whenever they're making a new thing, new series, they make the first episode and then the money that they get off of that funds the rest of the series. So it means right. that, and this kind of makes sense. I, 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 this is not like news or confirmed, it's just something I've heard, right, from a couple of people. Um, but that kind of makes sense because it's like, well, often you get episode one and everyone's like, when's episode two? And they're like, we'll tell you later. And it's like, the f I've always been confused about why they don't have like, why it isn't like clockwork, like episode one ends and they say, episode two will be out on yeah. this day. It's like, they don't really know. And I think that also explains why a lot of the games end up being like really good, but like so full of bugs and stuff because mm. they just don't have... They're yeah, working I guess on a time so. scale. You, you think that, sense. That, you know, a big company yeah. like that would have that shit. They're not just like, right, no one start work until this game goes out and we know how much money we've got to do. You think that, but apparently that's how they work. I and really, apparently... I really hope that's not true. <laughs> well, it kind of would make sense. And actually, yeah, it, it kind of, mental, from a safety yeah. perspective, it makes sense because if you're doing what they're doing and making so many things, it means they can afford to have damp squibs rather than spending tons of money on something which doesn't launch. Yeah. Yeah, but you would have thought with something like, you know, some of the recent yeah. stuff. Something like Game of Thrones, you'd think. Would, this would like, sell. They'd but have a big chunk of money up front. Who knows? That, who knows? That's who what knows? I've heard. Yeah. Who knows? But, yeah, I think, uh, I don't think Life is Strange necessarily shows it up, but it does, uh, I mean, <laughs> Life is Strange, on a technical level, is certainly a much better product. Yes. But, you know. This is a simple question from uh, mm -hmm. Jordan. Asks, what does stoting mean? <laughs> I don't know. This. I don't know. What it's I always see Sto this. Stoting is, uh, I should, mm, shouldn't really be using it because it's more of a West Coast word. But uh, <laughs> it, it's like a Glaswegian word for brilliant, basically. Okay. That's right. stoting. That's cracking. That's stoting. That's smashing. Yeah. I like that. I've got Scammel saying it now. It's great. Stoting. And Brat saying it as well. But he's dead. He's, he's dead, so he yeah. doesn't say any words. I mean, he doesn't anymore. say it anymore because he's under mm. that bus. But yeah. yeah. He may have said something. As he was dying, but the paramedic <laughs> didn't make it out. Crumbs. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag crumbs. <laughs> and finally, a question from somebody called Immaculate Sandwich, which I've got lots of time for. Um, podcast question. Full caps. If you could remake an old 8-bit game with HD visuals, what would it be? And how successful would it be? That's an interesting mm, question. I'd remake Elite. Somebody's done it, and it's been quite <laughs> successful. So there's my answer. I would remake. I don't even know if it was eight bit, but I don't give a fuck because it's one of my favorite ever games, uh, Power Blade, on the NES. If it was on the NES, yeah, it, it yeah, probably yeah. was. Uh, Power Blade was fucking amazing. It's about this. It's basically the the, the screen, the cover is Arnold Schwarzenegger. They took Arnold Schwarzenegger, put him in a game, and he's really good with boomerangs. Did they know? <laughs> um, Did they know that they were just taking him? They knew exactly what they were doing. Um, I'm going to try to work out if this Rodland. is... Rodland. I think I'm going to say Rodland. We talked about this on regular features. I'm not sure if it's 8-bit or not, but we talked about this, I think, on regular features where we me and did. Steve yeah, yeah, yeah. suddenly both remembered that we played it and we couldn't remember the name of it. Yeah. Um, it was a game on the, a bunch of things. Arcade, yeah, Amiga, you're right. Rodland. Yeah, Rodland. I, I get really excited about Rodland now simply because it wasn't until Steve mentioned it that I was like, that game, what yeah, is it yeah. called? Because I... I had strong memories of playing it as a kid, but I've never had any idea what it was called. Yeah. I just remembered it was like, I thought you were a fairy and you did, the enemies yeah. went over your head back and forth. I saw, actually, I saw yeah. videos of it. It actually looks quite good. It is really good, yeah. Um, there's actually a game that, I, like after we talked about Rodland on regular features, like there's actually a game that me and Steve talked about and I can't, he can't think of what it's called and I can't think of what it's called. And it was basically, it was a PC game 
that was, if anybody can help us with this, it'd be fucking amazing. But it's basically like worms, but you were UFOs. Oh, I remember like that. Two round planets and stuff. Yeah. So, and it was so good. It was incredible. And I you, could like, you could like burrow through planets to get at people. It was exactly like worms. It was exactly like worms. Except but, you were UFOs and it was planets. And I remember yeah. the thing about it was, that blew me away, mm. was there were so many weapons. Yes, yeah, loads. It was insane. Loads, yeah. And you could have like, I love one of them, it was like you, you could fire it around and then it'd be like a little walker yeah. that would land on a planet and it would flip around walking around the planet until yeah. it hit their UFO. Because I remember... That was insane because it was loads of planets and each of the planets had gravity. Yes, that's right. So you could shoot like something. It would like go around one and like shotgun around one and come straight back. It became around. these amazing Slingshot trick shots, yeah, yeah. slingshot oh, around yeah. gravity and then landing it on the planet and it would. Burn Nobody knows what it's called. Oh, I, had a, I bought that. It's wicked because I remember really like good. I had a demo and then I saw it in a shop in a bargain yeah. bin in game once and was like, oh, I need this game. I bet it's called like UFOs or something. No, like. <laughs> UFO <laughs> worms. <laughs> it was by that. Team Seventeen. <laughs> 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 it wasn't it was definitely like a rip off but it was yeah. one of those things where it was like this is a rip off and it's, it's really good, lo-fi yeah. but it did enough different that it was yeah. like I like this if anyone knows what that is please that sounds please better let me know yeah. every Worms game since the first one so. no, <laughs> I honestly think the best Worms game was Worms 2 yeah Worms 2 definitely yeah and after that it went downhill because the thing with Worms 2 was and they never did anything like it since it was really odd it was they just made it like massively open source. Mm. So they just made it so like Worms 2 had loads of weapons in it, like loads. And yeah. then it almost they started taking them out and then making them like in each game they'd be like, oh, this one's got this in it. And you're like, yeah, yeah. but Worms 2 had everything in it. Like, yeah. And but then also Worms 2 had an editor, which meant you could create your own weapons oh, so good. by tweaking. Like it gave you like all of the sliders you needed to be like, how big do you want the explosion? How big do you want the blast? So you can make weapons that had huge explosions but did mm. no damage. Or weapons that had tiny explosions but had huge damage and huge like knocking worms off and yeah, it even yeah. allowed you had a system so you could like make custom sound sets and me and my brother worked out that could, by, yeah, yeah. by using a crap microphone and then speeding up the recordings by 100% in Microsoft Sound Recorder you could make yourself sound like a worm mm. and then you could have your own custom packs and oh man I get really excited thinking yeah. about worms too it's good oh, times making your own sound packs we used to do that on Amiga games worms was probably one of them actually because I'm sure, sure you could do that with the first one but it yeah. was like a bit more like you know you had to go into the files and stuff and whatever but <laughs> it, like uh, I just remember um, doing shit like that there, there was another one there was a game oh fuck it was on the Amiga format camera disc like one year and it was called nerds or something and it was just it was literally I remember even how they described it in the magazine. It was like so you know, it was like loads of public domain games they used to put on. Like, yeah. like you know, the modern equivalent would be like you know, fucking Gunman Dan or whatever it's called. Gunman uh, Clive. That's the one. <laughs> Gunman Dan. Um, Gunman Dan. I don't know where that came from, but um, yeah, it was called Nerds, and it was like uh, so. Nerds give you a screen full of nerds, and they all deserve to die. And it was literally just a massacre simulator. And when I'm talking out of my face now, it sounds absolutely terrible. Like, you know, it's like little pixelated characters, and they all made like little noises. And it's like you know, you had a timer, and if I remember rightly, the game was just like get rid of all these nerds. Yeah. in a specific amount of time and you had all these different weapons and stuff and it was just like it was the same sprite for every single one it was just thousands of these little people just walking around but when they died they, they said stuff like you, you know about quadratic equations or whatever and it was, right. it was it was fucking mental but yeah 
That was great back in those days, making like, you know. I, I just yeah, love that. I remember, modding was so, like, easy. I remember, like, that. And I still weirdly get a pang of excitement. Because mm. some modern games still do this. Yeah. And I'm always like... <gasps> but I remember <laughs> the excitement when I realised that X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. Like, yeah, yeah. all of the, like, a lot of the images, like, mm-hmm. especially when you loaded up the game, it came up with that kind of square pitch thing, X-Wing yeah. versus TIE Fighter, always loading the game, were just JPEGs. Yeah. And it was like... I can just go into MS Paint and draw a cock (laughs) on just a big cock so that when it loads up the game, it will have a big cock. That's basically Tearaway. (laughs) (laughs) Figuring out how to do that on the Windows startup screen and do it on like your dad's computer or something. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. Who drew this cock? Yeah. (laughs) But I still have that weird, like, I can't remember a game I was playing recently. I was playing a modern game on the PC and I found a a folder for it and I was like, I can just draw pictures of cocks and they'll appear in the game. Being like, this is magic. I love the fact your dad didn't know there was you who'd done it. Because it was my house to be like, who drew this cock? Well, it was Gav, wasn't it? Like, Gav, come here. I'm going to fucking belt you. I just realised, actually, talking about the modding scene, um, I won't spoil anything about it, but what episode of Regular Features is it with your whole thing about the quake? If you think because that's a plug that's worth having. I think if you search regular features Quake, you'll uh, you'll find it. Yeah, let me let me try and see if we can find it and quickly. It, it, it's only a yes. fifty-two. There you go. Episode, episode 52, fifty-two of regular features. If you want to hear an absolutely incredible story about modding and yeah. Quake, um, I won't say anything else because Jesus Christ, it's a roller coaster. But yeah, that's probably one of my favourite stories of all time. Yeah, it's good. Um, well, <laughs> the listen. It's really sad. Anyway, uh, thank you very much for joining us for this episode no worries, of Dark Souls. And uh, yes, if anyone got if you'd like this podcast, if you'd like this podcast, it already exists. If you like it, then you can review it on iTunes, I suppose. I don't have iTunes, so if you don't want to do that, then I can't blame you because it's a horrible piece of software. But if you've got it, then why not? And, uh, I think every little helps. Yeah. Mm. Obviously, we've had Gav, who's making videos on IGN, and uh, Jim, who's making videos on video game in a dressing gown. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to just sit at my now. desk in the dressing gown now. <laughs> just in case. Like, are you making a video today, Jim? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Why do you ask? It's my business and mine alone. <laughs> Bring me my slippers. It's either that or I'm playing Morrowind, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. Just combine the two. <laughs> just stop going to work. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Bye.